0: Hi, my name is Grant, and I'm the founder of AppPress, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast.
1: The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, I uh, do find uh, very interesting entrepreneurs from uh, around the world. And we're returning now to uh, Spain because I have a very uh, interesting entrepreneur who is uh, tackling the whole world of biometric uh, signatures. So let me introduce uh, the co-founder of validatedid.com. Just go to validatedid.com and his name is uh, Ivan Bassat and he is the co-founder and he's here to talk to us about that company and uh, all the trials and tribulations he's had with it. So Ivan, welcome to the AppGuy podcast. Hello,
0: Paul. Uh, thank you very much for, for this conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I have to say, I think you're the first uh, co-founder that's using biometrics to create uh, validated IDs. Perhaps you could tell us a bit about your products and software.
0: Yeah, sure. Basically, what what we provide is, uh, is a solution in order to allow users to to sign on tablets like they would do on a paper so very easy from the user point of view but at the end we apply uh, a lot of cryptography and security in order to uh, to create documents that are legally binding so <clears throat> basically what we what we provide is a service to allow organizations and, and users to avoid using paper and use tablets instead of instead of papers this is basically what what we do and biometry is a uh, is one of the, of the values that we collect in order to assure this, this, legal, uh, this legal validation of the signed documents.
1: Okay, yeah, so the, the, you're providing legal validation. Uh, and are you doing this globally? Are you finding uh, some countries are more challenging than others?
0: Yeah, actually, our, our vision is to provide a, a solution that is a global legal valid Let's say this is not easy because every country has uh, its own regulation, but uh, basically what we do is that uh, we provide a service that from the legal point of view is the, using the same technology as, as, we, as we do in paper. So what we change is the, the support. Instead of paper, we use tablets. But um, <clears throat> using this approach, we can offer this solution in any country. In any country where you can sign on a paper with uh, legal binding, you can sign using BitSigner with legal with legal binding.
1: Okay, let me try and figure out then who the ideal customer is for you. So I. For example, I, I may uh, be selling a property and uh, typically there's uh, some paperwork that needs to be signed. Uh, I'll have to wait for, you know, that paperwork. In fact, uh, I sold some some property recently in France and I have to wait, you know, a week, two weeks sometimes for that paperwork to come through and, and then send it back. It's a very long, drawn-out process. What you're saying is if I use validated ID, then uh, that will come through electronically, and then I can sign using my finger on the iPad uh, and then uh, send it back to you digitally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's a little bit the idea. Uh, we, we can work with different biometry. One could be like uh, fingerprinting, but uh, normally what we use as biometry is handwriting uh, signature. So it's the same like in paper, but on a tablet. So what we do is we capture the biometry of your your signature. We also could be another kind of biometry, in order to, to assure this, uh, this the signature of, of the document. What we get from that is um, is we save using paper, and that means not only the cost of the paper itself, but the cost of managing the paper because paper is very expensive. Because paper, you have to move it, you have to store it, you have to search it. And if you do that in an electronic way, that's much more, um, much more
1: cheap. Are you using, I mean, when I'm thinking of biometric, I'm actually thinking of the iPhone at the moment, you know, with the fingerprint reader. Uh, Are you using the iPhone uh, fingerprint reader currently? Uh,
0: Well, not really, because... uh, There are different scenarios we we face. Um, Basically, most of the users that are using our service use it for uh, face-to-face scenarios. So, for instance, a patient going to a hospital or a citizen going to a city hall or an employee going to a labor contract agency. So in those cases uh, there is a face-to-face scenario. So the signature is not remote. So it's not like you signing on your device at your home, but it's like the user signing on the uh, hospital or city hall or whatever device. So it's like face-to-face scenario. In those cases where it works better is recognizing the biometric signature. So it's like handwriting signature, but on tablets. <clears throat> in different scenarios, when we are talking about like um, signing from your home, so there is other kind of security or other kind of signatures that fit better. In those cases, we work with a centralized signature. That means uh, the user has a certificate on the cloud, say if it's uh, secured, and in those cases, you can see the document on your iPhone and, and, and then sign it Like putting a pin code on then, or also uh, could be an activation using the fingerprint. But it's a different scenario. Uh,
1: Okay, uh, this is great. So uh, you're saying that in a few years' time, hopefully, I'll be taking a trip to the doctor, and they'll be uh, administering an injection for me, and uh, they'll say, please sign here, and they'll just hand me an iPad, and I, I then have to sign my finger.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Actually, this happens not with your finger, but with a tablet and an an electronic stylus. We have hospitals, both private and and public, that are already using uh, our solution. So um, many, many patients are already signing documents in the hospital in an electronic way instead of using paper. And this means a a huge uh, save of, of, of money, from the hospitals, because there are a lot of documents that still needs to be signed by uh, a patient.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking if you've got into the hospitals, then it's clearly you're growing uh, quite rapidly. I, was, I would love to know, you know, just changing gears slightly now, about you, Ivan, uh, what, what uh, inspired you to this idea? Is this something you're working on full time? And if so, what, why? Uh, what, how did you come up with this idea?
0: Okay, uh, basically, uh, I've been working always uh, in uh, in, se- in the secure uh, in the secure area. So at the beginning, I worked with digital certificates, smart card readers, and all this stuff. And uh, I got a little bit frustrated because uh, it was very secure solutions, but very pure, very poor from the from the usability point of view. So at the end, not very not many users. Um, we're using this kind of, of solutions. Um, here in Spain, for in Spain, for instance, uh, all, all of uh, the Spanish citizens, uh, we have the national ID card which is electronic and, and, and holds digital certificates, but almost nobody is using it because it's very complicated. Nobody knows the pin code or nobody has the smart card readers, you need to install a driver, it's very complicated. And, That's why we would like to create a solution that was very, very, very easy to use, uh, but at the same time was very, very secure. And uh, we get to that point. So we we use biometry that is very, very easy easy to use from the point of view of the user. So it's like signing a paper, but on the back end we apply a very complex cryptography and security in order to get these levels of security that we can uh, get with digital certificates. That's, that's our, uh, our inspiration. So do things secure, but at the same time, very easy to use.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking, Ivan, is that a lot of listeners to this show are looking for you know the inspiration of actually leaving their jobs and, and possibly uh, doing something on their own. Is this uh, the only thing you've ever done, like as a startup, or did you have to leave a steady job to, to create this company?
0: Well, I, I, yes, I had a steady job and I, uh, I, I quit this, the, the steady job and I, I get the opportunity to, to create this because, uh, well, here in, in Europe and specifically in Spain, um, this, uh, this kind of solutions were just a necessity. So many organizations uh, had uh, this, this problem and need a solution. And the old-fashioned companies were very focused on the solutions I already told you. Mm, Very secure, but very poor in terms of usability. And actually, a startup was the best solution in order to face that problem. So create a solution from zero. Forget about all the existing solutions and create a a new one that faced this this problem that was still not solved.
1: Yeah, and I think the bit that you mentioned there about quitting your job that's one of the the things that I've done in the past and I know it's incredibly hard to do Uh, there's a big fear factor and I know that we'll have listeners now who are thinking about this but just haven't got the courage to you know take that final leap of faith what uh, what what helped you then because it is risky you know just leaving a, a steady job and having to start your own thing. How, how did you cope with the risk?
0: Yeah, I think it's it is risky. Yeah. You never know if it's uh, the good decision or, or it is not. Um, I would say when, when, it, when it gets the time, when it comes the time to take this decision, somehow you, you know you have to take this decision. I mean, it's not something rational. It's like, you know you have to do that. I mean, it's like you have the feeling or something happens that some of your colleagues already have these thoughts on. I mean, it's like things are putting one uh, besides the other and you feel it's the time to, to do like that. It's like you have to, to do this, to take this step, like um, having a little bit of faith. So you, you, you will never have the, cer- the certainty to, that, it will, that it will work. But uh, you have the feeling and you have to to follow your feeling in this time. At least my experience. Th-
1: this is very inspirational because we don't often, uh, you know, talk about the fact that it is a feeling, it's a gut feeling. And, uh, you know, we have listeners who are very quantitative, you know, perhaps they want the certainty of success. No one knows uh, if they're going to be successful or not. And I love the fact that you, the way you've phrased that is that it is just a feeling And you know it in yourself, whether it's the right thing to do or not.
0: Yeah, I think you you have to be ready for failure. I mean, um, you have to assume that failure could happen. And then I think you have to be ready for that. I mean, if failure comes... um, I could face that or or it would mean like I would lose my, my, my apartment. And I mean, you have to to think about a little bit of what could happen. You have to be ready for failure, but um, if you can face that and you think you you can afford that, you have to then connect with, with that, with that feeling I, I already told you.
1: Yeah, it's great. The fact that, I mean, we, I learned so much on this show and Sometimes we do just have to follow a feeling. I, I had no you know, hard figures and numbers to set up this podcast. It was just a feeling that I was going to be good at it and I, I really enjoyed it. And so a lot of uh, these, these decisions we make are just based on feeling.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you need both. I mean, you have to, to, to do your numbers and, and to think it's the idea would be good or not. There is a lot of methodology for that, lean a startup. You, you can read a lot of, of that and it's very, very useful. But at a certain point, you have to like to, to to make this 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 jump to to you you don't know where. I mean, it's numbers cover a certain uh, a certain piece of the path, but the rest of the path you have to do it like uh, feeling uh, following your feelings. I think so.
1: Yeah, that is great advice for everyone listening and. Uh, one of the big takeaways from our chat, I was wondering, we do have two things to do before I say goodbye to you, Ivan. And one is uh, that we do like to try and figure out new ideas for the show. And I'm wondering if the the way we could do this is is to think about, uh, are there any new devices potentially coming out that would help with the validation? Uh, we, we've already touched upon the fingerprint uh, with, you know, the iPhone, but are you seeing anything new that's coming out technology-wise uh, that would uh, help with a biometric uh, validation.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- there are many initiatives all around there. I mean, like also for uh, reading the 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 eye, the iris of the eye. I uh, I also have seen some mm, some startups working on moving your iPhone or your mobile, like if you were using a pen and then capturing the movements of your hand, moving the mobile, like uh, if it was an accelerometer. Uh, I don't know, I think biometry, it's very easy to understand for the users because it's something natural. And I think we will see more and more uh, software and hardware Using biometry for uh, authentication, for uh, validation, and uh, this kind of uh, of topics. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was thinking. I know that Google used to have these capture forms whenever you would uh, complete a new form for signing up to Gmail, and I I know I read that they have now a new way of doing it. They can figure out if you're a human or not just by the way you move your cursor around, and you, yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. Trying to uh, apply technology to try and figure out if we're actually humans doing this or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's also an, an, a scenario where, where you can uh, use that. Also voice. Voice is, for instance, a, a, a biometry that is already being used for, uh, for uh, transactions, for accepting transactions and there's also a I feel that uh, it will take more and more space on, on the following years.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I, and this is slightly off topic, but I can't help it. Have you come into contact with any devices that are around the home? Because I can imagine a day where we just come back, put our fingerprint on the front door, be able to walk into our apartments. Uh, then, <coughs> and then uh, we'll have technology in the house that will know that it's us and uh, would, you know, be able to determine whether it's an intruder or not.
0: Yeah, but maybe I don't know. In, in, in such uh, critical uh, scenarios, I don't know if it would be um, reliable enough to uh, to to be used. But for instance, I already seen it in, in, in some companies that when uh, people wants to use a, a a meeting room, they they authenticate using the fingerprint and that is used it for booking a room or for coming in a room to to knowing who is in a room and for how long. These kind of things are already running around. And as they are every year cheaper, probably we will be more used to see them in in more, um, I don't know, in more scenarios, more natural scenarios.
1: It's just so exciting. I did watch the conference uh, recently uh, with the Apple Watch and there was one of the uh, solutions they had was I think they did a partnership with uh, W Hotels and the fact you can come up to the hotel with your watch, you already have your boarding pass, uh, your, sorry, your key, your room key, and you could just go and open the hotel door without stopping off at reception to pick up a key. Uh, and they must be very trustworthy because there's nothing worse than being in your room and someone accidentally walking in, you know, with a double booking or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to face that. That's That's... Why I said you that it depends on the scenario. Maybe you need to rely on on maybe on two-factor authentication or, or something like that. But uh, for instance, in in banking applications, I have already seen some banking applications uh, for the mobiles where you can just authenticate yourself and make some money transactions by authenticating using the fingerprint on on the mobile. So so yeah. That's that's, that's coming.
1: Yeah, well, I I think what you've done is you've given all the the entrepreneurs that listen to this show uh, inspiration to do something with biometrics because uh, I I honestly think that with the development of the Apple Watch, you know, we could actually see a stage where we're using our heart rates perhaps to uh, authenticate ourselves and so that we know it's us. And then you could do a lot of interesting things once you know the identity of that person. So so something to... To think about for any future uh, ideas.
0: Sure, sure. I think that the key in this uh, in this uh, in these topics is uh, well taking care about the usability, and I think biometrics is very good for that. But also keeping an eye on the security. That's what you already did. I mean, usability and security, and put it together, and then you can get solutions that can fit in uh, in critical environments, for instance, as we work in in health or public administration or things like that. so usability and security and combine them. I think there is a a, a lot of path to to work in this in this area
1: yeah, I think security being a big one, you know uh, the news and the media will be straight on to the fact that if there's a some kind of uh, security breach, you know with the the apple pay for example then uh, the news will be reporting on that <laughs> no one likes new technology uh, especially the media they always uh, yeah they go against it so there's one more thing to do before we say goodbye which is this is a show about apps and and so if you do have a smartphone close to you i wondered if you could recommend one or two apps on your phone uh, that you tend to use in your business life or even your personal life
0: well, I have an interesting one. It's also from a, a Spanish company. It's called Capture. is a is an app. It's for uh, you can make a photo on a travel expense or on a ticket or something like that. And what they what they do is they they uh, recognize the, the text on this uh, on these tickets or on these uh, travel expenses. They they put this information on on a website where you can access with your user and and password so at the end of the month you can get all the expenses you have uh, you have done within your in your in your uh, normal life or in your in your company expenses and then you have the tickets all uh, also close to this uh, this information and you can create a report to send it to your boss or uh, to your company. So it's a very easy uh, way to uh, to capture this information of the ticket expenses and uh, have it, having it uh, in, an, in an order manner. It's very nice.
1: I'm going to be recommending that to my wife. She's just coming back from a business trip. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's paperwork all over the place and uh, I yeah. know uh, she well, has some, to keep some, every receipt.
0: Some, yeah, sometimes you, you don't want to know what you have ex- uh, you have expanded but uh, some others it's nice to
1: know it yes exactly so I'll put a link to that on the show notes if uh, anyone's listening just go to theappguy.co and uh, go to uh, episode 266 and you'll you'll see all the links there Uh, this has been so inspirational I love the fact that we focused on uh, the feeling and you know trying to make it as a uh, a co-founder of a startup and I wondered how best people can reach out to you Ivan how's the best way of connecting with you
0: well, I mean, um, you can connect uh, by email. So my email is uh, Ivan at com, or you can use Skype. My Skype is uh, Eva Sart. And yeah, I'd be glad to answer anyone has any questions. So here I am. here I
1: am. Great, wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the show. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through your uh, story. And I'm really looking forward to what the world offers for Biometric in the coming years. I think it will be really interesting.
0: Thanks to you uh, for your time.